Mike check, Mike check. It's your boy Dame Doja. I'm here with my brother DJ Decepticon. Chip, chip. It's the Word on the Net podcast, and it's a brand new year, man. It is. It is. How many people brought year. in New Year in the church? Oh, no. quite a few. I saw a girl get baptized in the bathtub today. Well, this goes Look out to all the church girls out there, man. Let's get into it. We got a special guest in the building today. International producer, my boy B. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. He produced this. What they, what, what, what they call it? No, but what you, uh, what's the name of the genre? It's Southern Soul, Southern Soul music. Mm-hmm. Southern Soul. Southern Soul. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know what they say about them PKs? Mm-hmm. The preacher kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Is that what they call PKs? Yeah, PKs, man. I can't make this shit up. You ain't Can live until you had your uh, cause you had your PK. Yeah, preacher's kid. I like it. Yeah, boy. I miss my old PK. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on to some. Put me on to some real freaky things. Freaky freaky Some wisdom. Yeah, yeah, some real wisdom. I mean, that's what I meant. I meant wisdom. I meant wisdom. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and get right into this. This is a producer edition a Word on the Net podcast. And again, we got a special guest in the building today by the name of Big Yayo Beats. Big Yayo Beats is in the building today, man. A Word on the Net podcast. It is a brand new year. And it's only right that we bring it in with, you know, the big yayo, man. And um engineers, man, engineers and producers. And uh let's have a good conversation today about, you know, music, church girls, and um comedians, dissing comedians, man. We got a lot to, 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 to talk about, but before we get into the juicy part of the podcast let's get a quick introduction man um from Atlanta yeah work with some of everybody that that's that's anybody in the music industry and um you stay busy my brother you stay busy man let these folks know again your name and where you from and you know the uh uh what made you a superstar Oh man. Wow. I appreciate that. Um yeah, man. Validated out here in Atlanta. Um shout out to Waka Flocka. Um and shout out to the Collie Park. Shout Squat. out, shout out to Bamboo. Park, shout out to uh, to DJ Decepticon. Shout out to DJ Geronimo. My DJ is Geronimo. Yeah. Shout out to Todd, shout out to Incognito, shout out to um Funky. You know, X, all y'all, you know. Big X, big, big X. Big X. X. Not the, the big one, not the little one already. And um, 
Yeah, man. I, I've been around for um, a second. I got my start in at uh, at Collie Park Music. You know, shout out to Mike and um, Derek Crooms. You know, and um, legendary. Yeah, man. Um, that's that's where I really got it in at. Um, started you know working with uh, VIC at the time and um, Soulless. You know, um, Mr. Hanky and all of them. And you know, they really embraced me and furthered me along. From there, I kind of branched off and um, got to working with uh, Bamboo and Brandon to you know Waka Flocka and um, and, and company. And since Shout then, it's been Flocka Quam and all them. Yeah, man. Since then, it's it's been a a, a progressive uh, press on to uh, to create records that that people love and enjoy. Yeah, you 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 humbly name some <laughs> legends, some big names, especially in the Atlanta music scene. Um, what was the first thing that made you fall in love with music, though? Oh man, I think the um, those sounds. It was the sounds of something out of the ordinary, man. Um, you know, you we hear sound everywhere we go. You know, to to hear it in a in a manner that's uh, that's not not consistent every day, and it just kind of interrupts the daily flow. I mean, shoot, I think that's that's probably what I fell in love with. Just hearing sounds, the sounds, the way the way people, you know. You had you a Casio. You had you a Casio. Uh... At Keyboard. one point, at one point I did. At one point I did. Yeah, Put the little sample on there. Shout out to Cassie. The little that that was one of my first um, interactions with a keyboard. You know, my cousin had got a Casio. He had a little sample on there, mm-hmm. and we used to sample our voice and then change the pitch on it. Right. And um, he used to he used to say, "We be shedding," okay. and then he'd change the pitch and he'd be like, "We be shedding." We be does that. Oh yeah, oh, wow. make it say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's and then, hard. And then, uh, my auntie used to be like, "What y'all said now?" It was like, "Nah, it's, <laughs> this is a keyboard, auntie." Right. We be shitting. <laughs> nah, man. But um, so you knew early on that like making beats, or were you like a lot of other producers that you know kind of uh, started out rapping? Oh man, um, you know what? For for me, it was a, a writer's aspiration, right? You know, um, admiring the 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 other rappers or whatnot, and the 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 people that came before us. It was like, okay, you wanted to see if you could do it, you know. Um, and listening to them was the validation or whatnot. Anything that was close like that. So I came into it as as technology started emerging. Around those times, you could people didn't have access to beats. And, um, and you know, recording, it was like a big mystery or your budget had to be a certain way or you had to be connected. So as technology progressed and it became more, you know, personally uh, home-wise accessible, it's like, okay, boom, we were able to jump into, well, I was able to jump into that narrative. Okay, what are some of the some of the dolls that you used early on? Like, was it? Um, Acid Pro. Was it Acid Pro? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you. New Windows. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Um, you, you, you jumped off the port earlier um, when it got to the software game. Yeah, man. I, I, I got in, though, man. Believe it or not, I was surrounded by it. Um, and, and I just, you know, I didn't, I, I don't think I appreciated it for what it was at the time that I was surrounded by it. I was fascinated by it, but to take into it, um, yeah, SP12s, and I, I got in on that, that NPC, you know, the, a little bit of the analog hardware. You can hear the difference. Do you still think that that's uh, 
a case still to this day. A case in what sense of the manner? That um, the analog beats, the analog sounds are, you know, superior to to the sounds that come from a plug-in. No, absolutely not. I mean, it, it creates different timbers, and at the end of the day, it's like a big pot of gumbo. You know, it's going to come out however it comes out. Yeah, and it really depends on, well, for one, you want to have a rich sound, mm-hmm. but it really depends on who is developing and, and changing that sound up, you know? It, it, it ain't I'm the equipment, you- is who behind the, the the mix of that equipment. I'm glad you said that because some of that stuff be intentional as far as the mix. Like we we said, Southern Soul or whatnot. If you listen to a good a good as you listen to a good amount of those records, um, you can hear that the the mixes are intentionally uh, sounding a certain way. You know, however you want to interpret that. You know, take a listen to these these different things like EDM. You know, you have the pump and sound dance music vintage rap to to new age rap or vintage hip-hop to new age hip-hop um man these timbers these timbers they you know some of them are intentional so i i don't feel like it's no rules man i I think it's i think we're in a beautiful place of creation yeah definitely because they when i when i first started there was so many um there was just so many boundaries that they that they were the access that they were locking us into right it was like you um you couldn't you couldn't really use fruity loop sounds because they sounded so bad people were saying and then this uh this dog was better than that one and then it was like if um because i used innuendo a little earlier then like wow i'm using innuendo folks like oh you ain't on pro tools that ain't really the right i got hit with it too and then um then it was on magics um but they then, all aren't made equal, but they're damn near equal. You know what I mean? As far as what they do. But the whole point of the Pro Tools situation is because of uniformity. That's all. Yes. Yeah. If if ninety percent of the market is on Pro Tools and y'all have y'all are in a collaborative type of production, then that's the best thing. Having to, to literally track out and export his stems is a pain in the ass. And most people Consider it a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, if you mess up on one thing, you got to go and re-export everything. So, <laughs> if you could just send a session over, it's got everything in place with the plugins and the what you did, what you do. But them rules was one way that I feel, looking back, that they monopolized the industry. Yeah. Right. And that was and, the goal. And it was kind of just an early way of gatekeeping. Hmm. Um, I mean, I've heard them all, and then I, I. I later developed uh, the wisdom to tell all artists that I work with that come in like kind of new in the game that, hey, man, it ain't no rules, bro. Do what you want to do, man. Soldier Boy, I know what I'm saying, that broke down the barriers to all the rules in the game. Right. So, um, you know, rap on whatever, you know, like rap on that, that Jack beat or, or use them sounds that may sound a little, you know, a little different. And now damn near the rhythm of of, of, of the um, pockets are a little di- uh, are totally different than you know when they started out so I, I try not to um, constrain the artists that I work with with the old school rules that I came in the game learning man right. because you know it was hard man we we didn't have any beats at first and we was rapping on um, jack beats 
And then all the DJs was like, I can't play this because you rapping on a jab beat. You you know, we can't play this on the yeah, radio. Yeah, it came with, with rules. It's just like, okay, what validates this? And like, no, nah, hold on, hold on. It's like, dang. And then dang. right after that, it was like, after they told me that I couldn't rap on the jack beat because they won't play it on the radio, my first song that I ever had my voice on the radio was on a mix show on a jack no, on a jack beat. Mm-hmm. I did a mix show intro for a DJ. Shout out DJ Superstar J Quick. And you know, we we did it over a jack beat, but it got played on the radio. Right. Right. So again, there were so many rules and I think that that's why That ain't the same dame, you know that. But it's still, it's still the same, man. It's still, I mean, it was all kind of rules. It was, it was rules of you can't sound like a whole nother, like, like, oh, you sound like this artist. Uh So dang, you know, you, you, your sound is not unique enough. You know, um, they, they told, they they used to say that my artist sounded like T.I. So it was like, yeah. Or early in the game, he was using Jeezy ad-libs. Oh yeah. Like Why, why he couldn't be more original. Right. And you know, it was just kind of um your boy designer just, you, he got hit for yeah. sounding like Future, I yeah. think. Future got hit for sounding like somebody else and then they got hit everybody got hit with that though. It's perseverance, my friend. So that's why I think the the new generation now are so unruly with with the with their sound and and the way that they do things because you get tired of just hearing you can't do this or you shouldn't do this or don't do this. You know what I'm saying? No, can't, don't. We ain't trying to hear that no more. You know, so mm-hmm. that that was one thing that I had to kind of develop um, when working with artists. And I'd be like, I just have to be open to letting them explore the different ways of, you know, expressing themselves. Right. But um, what was one of the rules that, you know, that you felt like was kind of a constraint early on in your development mm. yeah that that certain things in, in what aspect um in the production and the, the anyone that you want to name production um i mean well yeah i guess the household some folks couldn't even listen to rap so it was like oh wow yeah you know there was that but you know then again the rule the rules are are meant to be taken to a new understanding a new another perspective so um yeah um as far as like the music being told that it had to be a certain way when in fact as we're seeing more and more daily that it doesn't have to be a certain way it it just has to be what it is entertaining thought-provoking raising consciousness broadening or broadening perspectives you know informative whatever you want to put it in definitely definitely I could relate to that, and I, and I like the way you um you broke that down. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so when y'all was writing that, was that kind of just started off as just a reference? No, nah, man, that that was text text James delivering like he do. Um, you know he he did that uh Smart Hills Red Bottom. He wrote that, and that um. That smart girl with the dumb, dumb booty. Smart girl with a dumb booty. Shout out to Tex James Stewie Rock. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I, I knew, I remember that damn name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's long heels, red bottoms. That's he did that one too. He he wrote that, and I want to say, um, yeah, wasn't that wasn't that your girl, your girl yeah. on it? Um, Trina, Trina, yeah, Trina, yeah, Trina yeah. the baddest bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Red bottoms, long heels, red bottoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So it's 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 yeah. it's wild how yeah. a record will start one way and go through so many, you know, changes before the folks actually get a hold of it. Right, facts. And um again, early on in the game, another one of those rules was um well, at least misconceptions was that the way that you recorded it the first time that it's gonna stay that way, you know, or, mm-hmm. or you know everything was kind of final, right? And then you, you later come to come to find out that a record might have started this way, and then next thing you know, they found a better person to do the hook, and um, they made some adjustments. They made some adjustments, or the, the they couldn't get it cleared, like how Plies had the um, he had that. Akon, I see you rocking on hmm. the floor. I wanna rock you. And uh, then next thing you know, Snoop Dogg had the record. Mm-hmm. And but the streets, you know, they was just used to the one version. And um, early on, a lot of artists would catch that demoitis because they only used to the the first way that they recorded the song. And then when you come in oh, and, yeah, and, and try that, to- They marry the record. Yeah, when you come in and try to re-record the song or something like that, and it don't sound the way it used to sound when it first started out, mm-hmm. then next thing you know, it's, oh, ah. You'll find that them recording it over and over and over again until, you know, I, I tell you, you had to realize what demo artist was and then be like, bro, Oh yeah, man. Do you know what? Can I? Can I? Can I um, speak on that, man? Yeah. Like I love, I love um, explaining what that looks like, and I love allowing um, artists and you know the the time to to be able to process, you know, what that what that is, and you know, to show them the difference, you know, and what they felt like was the best that they can do or captured in the moment, and then maybe uh, another another timber to that. Yeah, because it was like they married the record too early. Mm-hmm. And especially if you try to recapture something, depending, it all depends on a lot of different factors. It could be the mic. It could be the different mm-hmm. dog. It could just be a different mood. Mm-hmm. It completely changed the way that record is coming out now. Right. And they married to the original way that they might have heard the record because they the only ones that heard that record a thousand times this particular way. Mm-hmm. But by the time the public get to it, you know, it could sound a whole different way. I usually tell artists, think about yourself being on tour. Right. Every night when you do your song, are you gonna hear, are you gonna sing it the same way every night? No, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if you have, if you have confidence in your voice and in the way that you're delivering it and you know, what you, you know, that confidence is, is the key, then you just gonna deliver that record every every maybe different, but it's still gonna have the integrity of who you are when you deliver it, and that's you know what what counts. Right. But um, speaking of some of those credits and some of those folks that you work with, other than Tex James, let's let's talk about some of these credits that you got, man. Um, you work with some of a lot of big names in the game like we named the producers earlier and um we named waka of course yeah that's what um what was your first placement um that would i'd have to say uh waka validated that first placement there was a song called for my dogs on that flock of valley album okay and um so did you have any mixtape placements before the album placement 
Um, mixtape placements. Um, oh yeah, Roscoe, Roscoe Dash. Yeah, shout out to DJ Cutthroat and whatnot for giving me that opportunity. Cut. Him and I, I love my plug. Uh, DJ's Ralph. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, there was there was a little bit going on there. There was a some credits on um, VIC. Um, with the, I believe he only had one album. That 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 was um, engineering credits. Okay. It wasn't production credits. So you know. Okay. Two two separate. Two separate things. And um, what song was the Grammy nomination? The Grammy nomination, it, it was probably uh, the the one off of the VIC album. It's either that one or, yeah, because that, that, that went viral. Okay. That went super viral or whatnot. But, um, yeah. No, I just had a few songs up in there. You know that I that I touched on the technical side, and that was an engineering credit. Yeah, that's engineering credit. That wasn't like um, production, beat making credit or producing. So um, let's 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 go through them. I was saying you 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 got Walker, VIC, mm-hmm. uh, Beyonce. No, I don't know. That might have been a misprint. On oh, okay, Beyonce. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. You know what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> shout out B though. You know what I'm saying, yeah, don't, don't get me behind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, give me some of, some of your, your your biggest placements that you. Um, well, low key, there's one that's circulating right now. Um, you got um, there's Andy Stone, and then you got Cat Williams and whatnot. There, there's a, a little Cat Cat Williams rapping. Yeah, Cat Williams rapping. All right, all right. You um. You got you got that you got that we could we could we could check it out huh yeah you can um you can check it out it's circulating um out there now it's man cat having a crazy year here in twenty twenty four man you seen the interview yeah yes I did with Shannon Sharp yeah yeah. yeah 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 he started off the year crazy man is it is 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 he like that in real like in real life yeah he speaks his mind like anybody like anybody else should I hope. Yeah, but no, he he's really cool, man. Like uh, for me, man, that was a great, um, that was a wonderful um, experience, man. Um, we he came in and actually I came in and I was introduced to to him and um, Suge Knight was in there, you know, and um, it was a crowd of people and you know we it was just a warm embrace it was a warm embrace and it was like you know he just started rapping over a couple of records a couple of your records yeah a couple you of beats i produced <laughs> cuz he he say a couple of records like it was just like I, see, I, yeah this, see this is what i love about bringing people that you know what i'm saying that they don't know a whole lot about you know what I'm saying? Because he I, he just get excited because he's a real musician. He really loved this shit. So <laughs> I didn't tell him half the shit. Like I went, you sent me the, the, the list of like everything and whatnot, right? I didn't mm-hmm. send that to him until like maybe like an hour before we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I ain't get a chance, chance to read it. Yeah, yeah. I just seen I just seen Walker Flockavelli, and I was like, oh shit, Walk. That's 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 the homie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man. Let me let me pull up this Cat Williams. So mm-hmm. you said like basically, and then the way you kind of describe it, it'd be so casual, like, oh yeah, you just came in and rapped on a couple of records. <laughs> it was like, yeah, 
Cause I, you know, I guess for for me to to be effective, man, I try not to get caught up in a certain thing. I mean, I know that it's it's there. You can't, you know what I mean. But I, I try to direct my my energy towards being effective on the records. You know, like there's there's some that's just something that has to happen. Like we got to be able to enjoy it. You know, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and on the on the record. Did you know that he had any issues with anybody? Cause like when he started that interview off, he didn't waste no time to let you know right into it. who he had an issue with, man. Yeah. And that interview is going crazy right now. Yeah. Um, the biggest interview. Uh, it, did it hit did it pass everything yet? Uh, last right time now, I right? checked that it was it was forty million last time I checked. Sheesh. It might be about fifty million by the time this it interview hit be, the bro. streets. I'm about to look right now. But um <laughs> Again, he uh, forty-two. It's, like, it's at forty-two. He woke up. He right. woke up on Club Shay Shay and chose violence, man. Um, <laughs> Gotta love it. But it was a just a lot of different parts of that interview. Right. But for somebody that been in the room and actually uh, recorded with him, yeah. Um, and a lot of folks that that have been coming forward just to speak on you know, the genuineness of Cat Williams, you know? Yeah, man, he, he's he's really a dope individual, man. Like, that's a, a dope soul. Like, he he's really cool, man. Like, um... Until me, you cross him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm sure, I, I'm sure Cedric can entertain that. He's saying he's really cool, man. Yeah, nah, Cedric was mad. You seen some <laughs> yeah. of the responses? Nah. <laughs> yeah, we gonna Cedric get Cedric done responded. We gonna, yeah, Steve I, Harvey that had a little something to say. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. My boy Mike Elk said something too. He that was positive. Kevin Hart had a little something, uh, yeah. you know, uh, had a had a couple of uh, responses. It was Ooh. just kind of interesting that everybody mm. responded so fast. Right. Right. They didn't waste no time. Um, and again, especially and it was even kind of surprising how fast this interview just kind of just got out there. Like at the beginning of the year, it was like everybody, it just stopped. It stopped um, time for a second because everybody was like, hey, man, you seen that Cat Williams? You seen that Cat Williams? Like, Because right, he spoke out on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. how did you kind of stumble upon it? What, which which part the, the 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 interview period? Um, I just happen to you know you scroll on on social media or whatnot, and then boom, there there that is. It's like you couldn't escape what that looked yeah. like. For me though, it you know I didn't know that that was gonna be a, a a situation that that would turn into something that looked like that. Like I said, that for for me, I just focused on you know creating the creating the sound. Now the politics is it, out of my hand at that point. All right, so the record and in, in, uh, that we're speaking on is a diss record, and it's a rap record. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love say, I, like, I'm curious to know, like, who is he dissing on this record? So we're gonna actually get into yeah. this record, and it's produced by Big Yayo Beats. So. Yeah, let's go ahead and um pull this one up, <laughs> man. Let's pull this one up. The uh. Yeah, I asked. I asked the rest of my questions after after we listened to the record because I, I I'm curious. I want to know, you know, what I'm saying how he recorded it, you know, all that. Let me let, let me let me pull this one up, man. Already. <coughs> okay, you got the you got the tag in there. Yeah, 
So, I mean, the first question that I have, man, man. So, it sounded like he was freestyling, like, straight up. Like, it sounded like he just went in there. Right off the dome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he started He started off just like he started off his, his interview. He chose violence immediately with Jamie Foxx. Mm. Did, y'all, did, did, you, did you catch that? Uh, oh, yeah. I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. We don't get 44 million on this interview. I'm just <laughs> well, saying. I ain't. So, and you knew that it was a toupee the whole time. Uh-huh. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I heard it, but you know, I this was the Jamie Foxx line. I think in the beginning, he, you know, he was addressing something that didn't happen to Jamie Foxx before it happened. Yeah. I, so, wait, wait. I ain't know he had an issue with Jamie Foxx like that. He, I don't think he called Jamie Foxx out like that out. in in, I, in the yeah, interview, he, but yeah, he didn't. That was just in that record or whatnot, but I don't think he was calling him out. I think he was just exposing something that, like, which, oh. which that that's what the the basis of it. I want to say was, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know we 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 don't even know if the Jamie Foxx. Is, it, they say he's a clone. Oh wow! Nah, but <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> that's, yeah, you know that's well, allegedly we not, allegedly. We not believing that part. Allegedly, but um, yeah. So you say Suge was in the studio too? Yeah, man. That was yeah. Because yeah. that was one of because you could tell how he kind of just was. That was like one of them call outs. Uh, the bar when he came to the uh, right. about Shug, it was kind of like one of them call outs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that so he, that's just one take. Just just went in and believe it or not, yeah, it was just like that. It was it was just like that. He ran in there, da 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 da, came out the booth. Let me hear it. Shoot. Chop suited it up, you know, from the engineering standpoint. He was like, pull up another one of your beats. I'm like, all right. He just was going in. He had, he had things to So what y'all, story to Okay, tell. so give us a story, man. Like, you know, 
Do you drink? Uh, yeah, Smoke? yeah, yeah. I like, drink. was it like, cause so, was it an intoxicating room? Um, you know what? I don't even remember. Of well, yeah, everybody. Of course, when you go in the studio, you're gonna, you know, everybody's gonna do what they do, you know. But um, no, I don't even remember, man. To be honest with you, I, I mean, I think we had, you know, a, a couple of drinks or whatnot. I know for me, I couldn't. You know, I couldn't go in too hard or whatnot. I right. had to, you know, operate. Right. I always used to say, man, when folks kind of bring liquor to the studio, yeah, it turns you got into to count, a different party. Yeah, it turns into a different party. So you got to definitely pace yourself, especially if you actually have a responsibility to mm-hmm. uphold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my bad. So so yeah, so it sound like it sound like he was on. Uh, as he said, he don't do any hard drugs, but it sounded like he was at least, you know, drinking a little bit when he went when 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 he kind of went in like that. And after all, that liquid courage actually helped that freestyle. It, you know, what I'm saying, well, at least he used to help me. But um, so yeah, so break it down for us. Um, it was a room full of people. Was anybody like shocked? Um, like, like, I know for for me, I I was somewhere in a in a in a state of shock because it was like I, I didn't expect that you know I didn't expect to walk into you know uh, a situation where you know it was like yeah play these beats or whatnot and considering who that was like I didn't think he he rapped right you know so I just you know just played some dope beats and and how did Suge react like was everybody like because it was hilarious just not for me was it was, yeah. was everybody like laughing or more so like everybody was just like I can't believe he said that yeah it was a combination of the well it was a combination of the two but more so the I, I, uh, wow a shock factor because it was a shock factor he, he heck you heard the record he he kind of he kind of says some things so I'm like oh well okay. And I definitely caught that toupee, but the whole time we we used to say that Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey head um headline hairline you know the Steve Harvey tape up excuse me that was like a thing like until this year they coined this nobody coined, knew right they they so Nobody's they coined that they coined the hairline <laughs> yeah no one's wow. ever gonna know Those but you know. had yeah they're gonna know they're gonna know nobody's gonna know how are they gonna know yeah yo knew the whole time yeah yo knew it was a yeah, toupee the whole time the whole time you had the record yeah yo <laughs> you had the cat williams record. you've been holding yeah, on to steve that doesn't mean that i knew i didn't go investigating nobody i just yeah, i just man. make the beats that's that's all i'm here for i make the beats and i and i, I mix the vocals for all y'all checking us out right now, Instagram and TikTok and all of that, man. Look, we're gonna drop the exclusive. This is this is an exclusive interview with my dog, yeah, yo beats. You know what I'm saying? Y'all better check this out on YouTube. You feel me? It's the only way you gonna So catch so this. it's it's out. It's out there now. Not now that it's out there. Um what what you gonna do, man, if if if, if one of them folks. Well, you just you know, dropped it two days ago? Oh, it's a hot one, exclusive. If one of them folks come out and be like, hey man. You know, you making them beats, you know what I'm saying? Well, he dissed me on them, man. You know Jamie Foxx, you know, Jamie Foxx could get in the studio. Now, I ain't got nothing to do with Jamie, what Jamie folks say studio, over man. the record. Look, I don't have nothing to do with, with what people <laughs> say over over these records, the the, the ramification thereof. I, I just produce hot beats. That's what it is. We can, <laughs> make, you, that, we can make you sound great, you yep. know, um, if you're ready. My boy said he the real king of comedy. Har har. Yeah, man. For sure. Did you um 
of course we all seen King Kings of Comedy. Do you um do you feel the way like how Kat said that Bernie they were all kind of intimidated by Bernie Mac? Oh wow, when it comes down to something like that. Rest I in mean, peace. Yeah, rest in peace uh Bernie Mac. Man, Bernie Mac was tr- was was tough. You know, but I mean, I think that same narrative can be said about anybody who's outspoken, you know, or or speaking on things. It's like, all right, why is it a if it's if this didn't happen or if this didn't bother you, why is it an issue? Who's your favorite comedian? My favorite comedian of all time. Hmm. Obviously, Cat, one of them. Yeah. If you had to, you had to put up Cat against anybody, dead or alive, because that that's 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 where the real comparison gonna come from. True. Dead or alive. Hmm. I'd have to say Chris Rock. Okay, Chris okay. Rock. Chris, Chris that's Rock. different. That's, now, different. that's different. That's yeah. different. It's for me. It's a tie between. It's a three-way tie. It's Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Red Fox, oh, right? Wow. And Eddie Griffin. It's out of them three. Yeah, Eddie I don't, Griffin. I don't know who made Lavelle me laugh Crawford. Harder. Hold on, Lavelle Crawford. He, he funny too. Lavelle, yeah. Lavelle Crawford. He funny. I, don't, I ain't go count. He Fat Lavelle or Skinny Lavelle? Lavelle. Nah, Fat Lavelle. 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 DC Lavelle. Fat Lavelle. DC Curry or DC Young Fly? Now we both it, it, both DCs. Okay. You know, okay. old respects to the old and, and to vintage and the current. Right. Yeah. Definitely, I definitely um always been a fan of DC Curry. Just the way his delivery was, mm. it sounded like 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 somebody uncle. You know, <laughs> I'm saying, um, and of course, uh, for me, Eddie Murphy, he funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's old Eddie Murphy though. Eddie. It's 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 red jumpsuit yeah, Eddie the, Murphy. The, yeah, the original. I, I I watched Delirious and Raw. You know, more mm-hmm. times than you no know saying probably than than a lot of stuff. You no know saying more times than I than, than I rubbed on one. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that that red jumpsuit though, man. That red jumpsuit on uh, Aiden Aiden had some moments. Aiden Mike some Mike Epps funny too now. Ep, yeah, Epps done had some yeah. moments. But okay, this is my thing with Mike Epps, and I love my Epps. Shout out to Mike Epps. See, yeah. I got I got to play, and I want to play my Mike Epps this song that I recorded. You know what I'm okay. saying? I want to okay. play my shit. <laughs> See, man, look, look, it's a thing. It's but a thing. I know for a fact that that Mike Epps ain't put this out yet. I don't think so. It was uh, Mike Epps, DJ Funky. Uh, who else we put on there? I think we put K Major on the track, but it, it, it was K a diss track too. I know, I know yeah. K Major. It was, yeah, you know, yeah, he was, I, he was, he was just a, a joke. It was just a joke track. I ain't gonna say diss track. It was just a joke track. He was just being funny on the record. Mm-hmm. So, but he, you know, my guys be recording and shit. But he funny, but he's got some hit or miss moments, and that's the way I look at it. Like I have never watched anything Dave Chappelle and didn't laugh, not All once. Right. I can't even think of a not funny. Right. Dave Chappelle skit joke yeah, stand he, up he hits a yeah whatever it don't matter the he, last one that like he taps undefeated. into Ricky Ricky Smiley type vibes or whatnot with it right and then mm-hmm. then then with um, Eddie Eddie Griffin same thing I can't I can't find one that I would say is not funny right. and Red Fox was funny all the time mm-hmm. he was just just naturally funny. Right. I don't even know if he wrote jokes. I think he just did them off the dome all the time. Yeah, yeah. prior. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, we just completely went oh, over we him. Went over well, Richard. well, we're not oh. really speaking on like all of all I was, time. I would say all time. You said his favorites is his his favorites. You know, dead or alive. Because because your boy Bill had his run. You know, Bill had his run for a while too. Like you know, that's that's all kind of. Yeah, I mean, peel, peel a bill, peel a bill. Nah, I can't get Cosby. He, but, he's he's one of my favorite uh, TV personalities of all time. But, um, but Eddie Griffin definitely like like Cat Williams. Eddie Griffin is one of them guys who like he chooses violence. He has like you just don't want to get in a roasting match, you know. Oh yeah, you with, lose with Eddie, mm-hmm. with oh, Eddie Griffin. You like, lose it. <laughs> he very animated. Um, you lose it. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out there Martin Lawrence, e- Eddie Murphy, um, and just for just to shake things up, Jerry Seinfeld, man. I'm oh, gonna wow. shake things up. Oh, I'm gonna a little Jerry. bit. Nah, nah, man. It's Kramer that was racist, man. Yeah, man. The best show of all time, sorry, man. Sorry, Seinfeld, sorry, man. The sorry. best show of all time. And every show started off with a mini uh, comedy set, you know, at the beginning of the show. And um, I just like the way that premise of the show, because it's it was just like natural. It was kind of just like every day. Uh, now, now it was white, one of the white fright, comedians white, and black comedians is different to me, though. It is. It is. So, OK, so so that changes that changes the whole conversation. Let's talk about some of the white comedians. Let's talk about some of the the, the favorite white comedians. Do you I, have I already, a? I have absolutely. I got a favorite, and he a newcomer, but he's my favorite. Who that? Tosh. Daniel Tosh is the funniest white yeah. man I have ever heard in my yeah. life. And now, now that, that's sarcasm. That's sarcasm look, comedy. That shit funny though. I, I don't care what you say. No, Adam Tosh Sandler is over Adam Sandler. Over all of them. I, I ain't gonna lie. It's it's shock jock com- comedy too. It's it's what, what do you call it? What did you call it? Um, you said something else. What was it? What was the other name you just gave it? I just said white comedy. Nah, you you said something after that. You said something something controversial. Oh, oh sarcasm. sarcasm. He's got comedy. sarcasm comedy. Okay, so right. that's funny, right? I don't know if you heard his podcast, but he's I just, just remember the naturally, show. Naturally on his podcast, naturally funny, naturally right. fucking hilarious. But outside of that, he's not. Uh, he, his stand up. It's just crazy. His stand up's crazy. All the shit's crazy. I haven't really seen. Uh, Man, what? You got to watch a Tosh point, a, a, Tosh, a Daniel Tosh stand up. It's what, fucking. What about you, Yayo? Yeah. Um, White comedy. Adam, <laughs> Adam, Adam Sandler, uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Nicholson. Danny DeVito, uh, per, uh, the, the Perez guy. You talking about think. stand up? So you talking about like just on, well, on, uh, yeah, media? Yeah. Well, I, Gary I Owens, Gary, is he that his think name? Funny to me. He ain't funny to me at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Cat, I think Cat chose. Uh, I was on Gary Owens too on, on, on the interview. I think he called. Uh, he might have. He I might have he called. Him called him too. So see, I'm not. It, yeah, I can't yeah, take a personal like. Too. Yeah, but you I know, like Robin Williams is one of my all time great favorites for white comedians. He's funny as hell, and Bill Burr. Bill Burr is fucking hilarious. Bill Burr is He's like, he's like, if he was racist for real. I'd be okay with it. Like he's just the racist white comic that I think is funny. I don't think that Bill Burr is actually racist. I, I know they they accused him of some shit, but you know because he's I don't really just give a fuck. Fond he's, fond I fuck with him. With he's real with it. He has yeah. he has a reality comedy. Um, I don't want to name Jerry Seinfeld, so I'm gonna name some of um you know some of my favorite white comedians. And and again, a lot of times with white 
comedy, it ain't really. I just really kind of can't go back to call it uh to, to pinpoint their stand-ups. But Chris Farley, man. Rest in peace, Chris wow. Farley. Man. Chris Damn, Farley we was skipped funny. over him. Like, he was movie funny, though, to me. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. That, now, he, yeah, had, he was movie funny. He had a physical comedy <laughs> yeah, yeah, the that <laughs> was just hilarious, man. The Black Sheep, like, mm. you know, er, like him on Saturday Night Live. And, and, and again... I'm a big Eddie Murphy fan because of Saturday Night Live. Okay. Uh, every time, you know, um, and that sketch comedy, like, kind of whole lane. Uh, Chris Farley, because Adam Sandler, is, that's how I got put on to him Saturday from Saturday Night, Night Live, Live uh-huh. and sketch comedy. Now, sketch comedy, I'm going Jim Carrey all day. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then there's Jim he, Carrey. He killed everybody yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Jim yes. Carrey, he, he the boss on that one, on sketch Definitely. comedy. And, um, he beat out Chappelle by a very slight margin to me, and that's that's hard so? to do. That's so hard on to sketch do. comedy. Yeah, so, he's got more. It's it's just a, a the the amount of sketch comedy that he's got is crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why. Wow. White white comedy man. Yeah. But yeah, man, shout <laughs> out to Bill Burr, man. Um, <laughs> uh, it's one that I, I kind of was thinking about, but I can't. Um, I I know that Cat has shouted him out. Uh, what's Norman? What's what's no um just Norman? I can't. I it's slipping my brain. Um, but I know he passed away. Um, Norm Norman is his name. But anyway, I think Dave Chappelle had uh uh called him out on on, on well not called him out but shouted him out on his last uh his last comedy special. But yeah, there's a lot of just different types of comedy, man. Um, and. Cat Williams can do it all. Just to kind of bring it back on Cat Williams, how did you? Um, also, shout out to uh, the Wayans family, the entire Wayans family. Oh, Damon man. Wayans, yeah, Keenan Ivory Wayans, Marlon Wayans, they, they pretty the right. Kim Wayans, they the pioneers. Um, they live in color. Yeah, Damon. Damon was like one of my uh, early favorites, mm-hmm. but um, because because they kind of went into movie right comedy like right like Sean mm-hmm. and Marlon. Um, before I even seen them ever on the stand up, it was just like movie comedy, like like with Chris Farley. But when I first seen uh Cat Williams on what that was, um, was it Friday after next? Mm-hmm. Right, I didn't like when when he said the story on the interview of him not having any teeth. Mm-hmm. I ain't, I don't know, like I didn't know if that was real or not. Like he said, he, he said he really didn't have any teeth. And I don't know whether to call Cap on that, but you know, why would you lie about you know not having no teeth? And I always wondered like why Money Mike didn't have no teeth, but he had such a badass bitch in the um in the in the movie. They say it's the confidence, man. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I went back and watched uh the Friday After Nets and and him even saying that he improvised and and pretty much wrote his own lyrics um. I wrote his own lyrics, but wrote his own, uh, his own, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but he he, he basically wrote the lines to the movie. Modified um, the script. And some of, some of, some of it kind of was, I feel like freestyle. I feel like some of those moments um, of, of money might mm-hmm. was freestyle. And I was very impressed on the interview when he said that he changed the whole Money Mike was supposed to get raped, mm. um, part of the movie. Um, but now Ice Cube spoke out about that, but he didn't. He didn't deny it though. Like he said, you know, I wouldn't allow 
that to be shown on film or whatever. But he didn't say that that wasn't how it was written. Cause like, and that's basically what Cat was saying. It's not like he he ain't say it wasn't no innuendo of nigga getting raped in the bathroom. Right. Cause that's basically what it was. You know what I'm saying? And then Cat mm. changed the changed it around to be like, Nah, I'm gonna grab his nuts with some pliers. Wake your ass up, Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, and and again, when you spoke about Mike Epps, kind of sometimes missing, I kind of felt like that with the um with the next Friday. Like at first, like my first introduction to Day Day, you know, we we was kind of in love. Pause with with Chris Rock, uh, Chris Tucker. Uh, Chris Tucker. I'm about to say mm. Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, right. And that's Smokey. And then kind of just with Day Day, kind of just jumping on out there, and how silly he was at first. It was like ah, uh, like it was kind of a little cringe, a little bit, kind of how some of his. You know some of his delivery was, right. but then as you warmed up, Mike Epps is a funny motherfucker, bro. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did his thing, and now I, yeah. I actually like all the first three. Was it four or was it three? It's three. Yeah, I liked all of them. Then, yeah, I like. But all it's of two them of them with uh, Day Day was in two of them, and then Chris Tucker is in the first, first one. one, and again, mm-hmm. um, Cat Williams, Ricky Smiley, uh, is in the third one. Um, I'm not really a fan of Ricky Smiley though, and I feel Cat Williams. What? Ricky I feel, Smiley and nephew Tommy. I feel Cat Williams on on everything he said on that interview. I thought he. I think Ricky's Ricky's I, funny. I think he's funny on yeah. radio. Yeah. Okay. I think he's funny on radio. I wasn't a fan Doing of Lil Daryl. What about Friday? Lil Daryl's like. I mean, yeah, in, that, in the that movie, that's one thing. But when he did the old lady, mm-hmm. I, Bernie like, Jenkins, it's funny on radio. That's what I'm saying. Like Bernie Jenkins is. Is not that funny in person because for me, it's the whole black man wearing a dress shit. I, I don't be with it. But on radio, it's fucking hilarious. She's doing. He does uh, prank calls. Prank calls. Now that that that's shit different. funny, bro. This is Bernie Dickens uh, from down there Memorial Baptist Bernie Church. And nephew and just, now you got you shut that fuck up. Now nephew <laughs> Tommy is 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 nephew Tommy yeah. funny. Like, yeah. He better. That's like when he's he do his stuff. It. He's better. It's at great, it. but it's just some of that. I, yeah, he's better. I, the, at the leave it. me alone, the Ladero and the Bernice Jenkins on Comic View. I would say, it, like seeing it, I, I guess it didn't translate. It for didn't me. age well. That's yeah. really what it is. Because now it's the woke era. You don't you don't make fun of anybody with disabilities and so forth. So that's yeah. why you don't like it no more. You're just like it's distasteful. But speaking of the other other wearing the dress, which I mean, I ain't gonna front. It's some very funny moments of. Comedians wearing a dress from Shanene to Wanda. Shawana man, like neither one of them. Shawana man, uh, uh, yeah, that you say Shawana. Shawana man, you ain't like uh. The only person that I seen wearing a dress that I actually found comical was Tyler Perry. Right, that's, that's it. That's it. All the other ones, it hurt me to to the core. I, to the, the core, I don't my, think we were my ready black for man it. being. It hurt me to the core to see them wearing dresses. Yeah, I don't think All we them. were ready for I ain't it. Like, I ain't like it when Chris Tucker had to kind of, you know, act in that role mm-hmm. in my favorite movie, damn near Fifth of all time. Element. Favorite movie of all time. And that just was like, ah, why they got to do Chris like that, though? Mm-hmm. But I you think. Know? He I did think... a great job, though. He did an amazing acting job, but it's just like, why? Right. He could have been a radio personality without all that. With black men and and the dress thing, I think it's a little bit of a hyper masculinity um, of our culture, 
And of of course, it goes back to butt breaking, right? To you know, just put us in a in a uh, in a character that shows you know that we can be controlled, that we can hmm. that that you can take the strongest of us and break us down psychologically. I, I think it's yeah. used as that. I think it is used as that. But mm-hmm. you know that shit. It goes back. You know millennium you know what i'm saying like back to the ancient chinese and, and roman and shit times where you know women weren't allowed to be in plays so niggas wore the dresses they was the niggas and the girls you know what i'm saying with, with playwrights True. and so forth so I, I understand where it comes from and why theologians don't want to be or thespians don't want to be you know they don't want to they, they don't want to cancel that out and they have so much to say about it but for black culture, bro, no, it's it's a no no, bro. It's a no no, and they probably did it in Africa too when they told stories and did plays. They probably did it in Africa because Tom Hanks still had the war dress for a movie, mm-hmm. um, right? Of course, Jim Carrey. Uh, you you got because when Jim Carrey used to put on the uh, he used to play the muscle bound chick on, oh, on the yeah. sketch. Oh, funny! Like mm. you know that was funny when I, I when when Jamie Foxx was Wanda. That was funny when um. Shanene and um even Martin playing his his mama or whatever that was uh funny when um Eddie Murphy played pretty much every character in Nutty Professor, you know that was good comedy. You I'm know a, I'm gonna get canceled for this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. So the thing about it is with me, I don't know what it is, but with the Caucasian persuasion, with them doing anything that is slightly on the uh funny side of things, quote unquote. I don't know if I can say that, but whatever. On that side of things, it don't bother me at all. It's funny. I think it's hilarious and so forth. I just think as black people, we're so far behind the eight ball still. I know we've progressed a lot. I know everybody goes, we're about equal. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We progressed a lot, but we haven't lived long enough and survived this shit long enough for me to be okay with that shit yet. I just, I, I'm just not. Right. So I'm you. So, I'm, so I'm against all flamboyancy. So you ain't putting on a, on a dress for the skit. No, nah, it's because it, it's so it's so such a political ass reason, bro. But it's like we don't have enough strong black men as it is for that. You don't want to add on. Uh, yeah, to that for narrative. all of our yeah to all of our narratives of what because media is very powerful, bro. Mm-hmm. We know that from music to everything else is very powerful. So to me, portraying that on TV. I love when, when we see the Denzels and the strong black men right. characters and so forth. But mm-hmm. even with Denzel, it's like if he not in an action movie, they putting him in a fucked up role too. He the drunk nigga on the plane. You feel me? He the nigga who, who was too hard of a harsh of a father and was damn near abusing his child. You know what I mean? Like, why well, we gotta make him look he like also that, you know? he, he also was John Q. He was John Q. That's remember action, the action film. Action film. Nah, John Q wasn't really an action film. It was kind John of John Q was. Well, I guess yeah. John I Q was guess. action film. Um, Remember the Titans technically yeah, not an action kid, film, yeah. but it's action film. What about you? How you feel about three three thinking about Coach films? K. I think you might be thinking about Coach well, K. Um, no, um, Coach Carter is Coach Carter. Samuel J- L. Jackson. I, yeah. um, I was speaking on the, the Remember the Titans, yeah. and um, I don't, you know, of course, I Samuel Jackson. I, I don't know if he ever wore. I don't, I, I don't think he ever wore. I don't a dress. think Samuel did. Did um, let's look. Oh, let's find out. <laughs> One, I know Chris Rock has. We want Chris Rock has. I know Chris Rock mm. has. Um, again, but it's a fine line, right? Because mm-hmm. 
when you when they when you're being a, when you're a thespian and you're asked to play certain roles, hmm. right? Um, one of I was in drama four years in high school, and being in drama kilt was the <laughs> don't, don't kill me. No, no, no. I'm saying that's what Samuel had on. He had a kilt. That's oh, the only okay. thing I can find so far is him in the kilt, and that don't count. Being in, in drama, right? <laughs> I had to get comfortable <laughs> with working with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, or homosexuals, I would say. Um, and before that, I would, you know, just kind of just, ugh, like, like basically I would dehumanize them completely. Mm. But in drama, there was, the, there was this guy that was gay in, in the drama class. And although, you know, I wasn't really friends with him, during that period in high school i had to tolerate it to a certain level right i had to kind of because we we had a a play uh for my final my final and senior year i had directed a play and the main reason that i chose to direct the play was because i didn't want to act alongside the guy who's gay right i'm like nah i don't want to be seen on stage doing the scene with him, you know? Mm. So I chose, because we used to have uh, improv days where, you know, they would split us up in teams. And that was kind of the first time why, because he was black and the black people in, in, in the drama class, we used to all, like kind of team up. Mm-hmm. And so the girls used to always kind of um, bring Harold on in, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I would kind of like, just kind of mm. sit back, right? But then we had to do this final and I was like, okay, I'm not going to, I didn't want to be seen in front of the whole school in a scene with him. Right. Right. Mm, so I, I chose to direct feel that. the play. Right. And it was a, it was a, the play was called Juvie. And um, directing it, I still had to work with him, like basically, right. and it was behind the scenes more. Mm-hmm. I was comfortable with that, but I say that particular time made me, you know, um, a little bit basically sympathetic on the humanize of like basically just knowing because because believe it or not, I've seen some gay guys beat up some. Don't say I like I seen bro bro was big as hell and you mm-hmm. didn't want to like even like get into no argument with buddy because he. For one, you don't want to you don't want to get beat up by no gay guy. You know I'm saying you don't even want to be in that kind of you said position. It'd be a big, big blow you know to that, to your, like, bro, to your that ego. was that's like that's almost like a a nightmare. Right, you know what I'm saying replays. like having a having a, a confrontation with a gay guy at school. Oh my god, you don't mm. even want to do that. But anyway, again, so I chose to be the director, but then even doing that, I wasn't in the scene with him. But I used to have to work with him every day in that in that class, right. and it kind of just made me like realize, all right, they 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 got feelings, they people too. Like you can't really just like pick at them all the time. And then I used to not really understand it really, like right. So I used to be like, why he talk like that? Like why? Nah, he, man. You know, it was yeah, like kind of hard for it. me to kind of, you know, initially, and then by the end of that particular play. I can say that, you know, that we, there was a, a at least 
a, um, a respect. I ain't gonna call it a friendship, mm-hmm. but there was just a respect, you know what I'm saying, as a, another student at the school. Okay. And then, then moving into the music industry, um, and chorus, there was, you know, there was a, another gay guy in the chorus uh, room. And, but I realized that I was a slightly homophobic and I used to pick at a lot of the guys and you know what I'm saying that was in chorus or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, after working, after that play, I specifically remember apologizing to a couple of people the way I treated them. Um, you know, in the hallways and things like that, like messing with one of the guys, like, cause the way he talked and, or messing with another uh, guy because, you know, um, he used to just dress funny, you know? Right. So, I mean, I ain't, I ain't mean to kind of the serious as out of whatever like that, but again, I could, I had to learn early in drama that there was just like a, a, a difference in the range. Sometimes when they ask you to put on a dress, sometimes it's almost like saying, are you willing for some folks, they saying, are you willing to do anything for this role? Like, are you willing to, you know, uh, question your manhood for this role? Some folks mm-hmm. may look at it like that, but from a thespian point of view, mm-hmm. it's like, are you willing to uh, just show your range, you know, or, or basically just act for real, you know? Mm-hmm. But I never really like, uh, of course, the Living Color, Damon Wayans hated it, and and David Allen Greer oh, man. doing the uh, the Twan. No, I'm saying the vacation, the vacation now, agents I, or whatever. Yeah, men yeah. on film, right? I laughed. I thought that was funny, but I never wanted. I never could do anything like that. Now I okay. like, now I disagree with actually playing a gay man on. No, I'm saying in a movie, I would almost probably put on the dress before I ever play a gay man because I. I used to have aspirations to be in movies and and, and, and the act, but it was just real. Cause I, I felt like Cat was gay when I first was introduced with Cat Williams. To, to be honest with you, I, you know, just because of the way he talked and the way he dressed and, and, and the size of him and, and, and money, the, the hair, just the whole character money, Mike. Initially, I took that as a gay man, but as, Oh. It developed, mm-hmm. and then I also start being um, introduced to more pimp culture. You realize that was a part of the, you know, that that's kind of a part of the culture. You know what I'm saying, right. you know, to um, to have your hair like that. So, so mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. folks, that's damn near just as bad as wearing a dress. You know, dressing right. as flamboyant. He, he he had the scarf around his neck. The um, you know, just the whole costume to me was mm-hmm. kind of flamboyant and I ain't gonna front until actual the interview just came out and the way he talked about the dress and the way he kind of was talking about you know his kids and how he keeps women around I was like oh see he one of them dudes that damn near some folks I feel like they damn near used to play gay just to get the women <laughs> no, so there was an ulterior motive. They'll say, "Hey, they kind of like you know they they had their hair a certain way, and they kind of like you know it's approaching things. They so kind of have kind of feminine tendencies, but behind closed doors, they knocking them hoes off. Because I was a big fan of of Prince, and a lot of folks call Prince gay. Mm-hmm. 
But I've always been a, a, a huge fan of Prince. And it's still an argument to this day. Michael Jackson, Prince, mm. you know. What was the status? What, right, right. And for Michael Jackson, a lot of folks question his sexuality. And then from after a while, I was just was like, you know what? I think he just was like that. But I think that he, <laughs> you know, except for when he did kiss uh, Lisa Marie, it was kind of, no, I ain't going to do that, man. Rest in yeah. peace, you know what I'm saying, Prince. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. But I definitely defend Prince, you know what I'm saying, um, on, on everything, on his sexuality. Because, you know, Prince used to get him on the stage, bro. He used to, you know what I'm saying, grind on them girls on the stage, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, never mind the the, the, the ass, you know what I'm saying, ass out jeans and the splits and all that. But again, the hair, the flamboyancy, the voice and entertainment, you kind of have to, you kind of learn to accept that, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So again, man, um, shout out to Cat Williams again. I, um, Shout out to Cap. He's definitely to Kat. A, a genuine dude. And again, um, now that I now that I seen him in that kind of form, because like, how did you feel like as far as when he came in there? You know what I'm saying like he had, I know he had to have them hoes. Yeah, man, it was a it was an entourage. <laughs> it was an entourage of, uh, of 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 beautiful participants. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It was a, it was a, it was fun times, man. Everything was was safe, and um, the studio was wholesome, and 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 we had a great time. Definitely. Yeah, yeah man. That, that, look, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Back in the day, I, see your back in the day is a little different from my back in the day because you started doing doing studio studio a little bit earlier than I think I did. Mm-hmm. When you when you think you when you did your first studio session, what what, you, what year was that? First commercial session. Yeah, first commercial um, session. First commercial. Well, no, nah, first private session first. I mean, well, first session period, and first then did first commercial session. Okay, first session period was probably around the time. AIU Buckhead location was open, so that had to be 2007. Okay, okay, and that was that was first commercial. Yeah. Okay. What was the what, when did you start like making music for yourself? Like, when was your first? What was your first studio experience? Like, what year was that? Um, first actual studio experience um, for Ruffalo was in. AIU at um, Buckhead. I went to the college to try to get in the studio. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, so mm-hmm. it ain't been okay. that long. So that's why you all timbers and frequencies <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I started. I started at '08. I want to say '08, '08, '09. So that wasn't that. That wasn't that far. Self talk. Yeah. 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 I'm self talk as well. Yeah. Self talk. That's Just, the way to go. Um, okay. It's the way. Now, I ain't gonna recommend that for everybody, but depending on your situation, that's the way to go. I had a studio already that I was managing, so it was like I fired all the engineers because they were trash. From a DJ perspective, I was just like, "Why is all the music that y'all making trash?" Nah, we can't have that. I'd rather just learn my damn self than let y'all fuck this shit up. Mm. Like, cause everybody's like mad that I'm bringing them to the studio. I'm pulling them in the studio because I'm a DJ and I got a studio. But then all my engineers is trash. I'm like, nah, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. Fired them all. I fired all of them. I fired all of them. And I was just like, and I I got a couple of engineers that I respected that I had them come in and do the sessions. And then I asked them if 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 they didn't mind me giving them a discount for me to be able to sit in on the session. 
you know what I'm saying, and observe. And I was watching hella, hella YouTube videos, and then I did straight. At the time, I was doing 25 an hour with engineer mm-hmm. just so I could stack up on hours, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I would be literally recording niggas from 10 in the morning till 5 in the morning. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like a full damn near 20 hours worth of recording with like a little bit of break in between time. That's how I got hooked on cigarettes too. God damn. That was damn near the price range at that time. that'll do it. But speaking yeah. of trash, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of trash, man, let's talk about hip hop, man. Oh, in the yeah. present day, man, the, the current status of hip hop, man. Um, you've seen a lot of different levels. You've been around a lot of impressive producers. Um, but nowadays, the the gates are open. You know what I'm saying? Where they say, who left the gate open? Mm-hmm. Bro, who left the gate open and let all these goddamn offbeat rappers in the game, bro? You don't like the offbeat oh, rap, the off, man, uh, the offset, man. the offset rap. I, all right, I man. Can, I can appreciate and respect it. I, I like, I like it. some of it. Yeah, like that Kyrabu, uh, Lil Yachty's uh, artist. Yeah, she's yeah. interesting. I like that. Yeah, I, I just did a um, a segment on that. I call it, like they call it chill rap, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of like. I think that it's just lazy, man. I think that they not really <laughs> lazy rap. I think that they not really. How the fuck you think with no ass? I think what's happening is is because <laughs> again we talked about the rules, we talked about the gatekeeping. You can't do that and, on and, television. And, and now that they done left the gate open, <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying you know they kind of yeah. eliminated the rules. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Now there's Rottweilers and pit bulls running all over the place. Yeah. So you should keep the gates up, and you can damn near do whatever. Yeah. See. But, See, we were designed to be a part of that system. And now that we've done, done oh, open the gates, open the gates, now we all in the wind and shit. And we yeah. got to make our own way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We was set, I was set up, bro. I was set up to be part of a label. Somebody label was supposed to hire me. I was supposed to be assistant director, work my way up to CEO at some point of Atlantic or some shit. That's what mm. I was supposed to do. But I was like, fuck the system. Mm. And I did send a little shade mm. to Soldier Boy, um... But again, I also yeah don't talk don't talk bad about Big Draco yeah no don't, no don't shade talk bad about Big Draco. But again, when he first Big came Draco. out, the mix of his song, I questioned every DJ that was playing Soldier Boy early. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, so you said that my song don't sound right because it's mixed a certain way, and then you playing this playing right? Yeah. Draco. Um, and this yeah. is just my 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 hater. This is my hater uh moments and 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 rap when. Believe it or not, when Walker first start don't started in, in yeah, music, yeah. I was a little thold because I yeah, was doing was music too, crunk. and it was like new age. Crunk. I mean, Love John wasn't a rapper, right? But Walker was more so rapping, and it was yelling, and I kind of didn't get it at first. Mm-hmm. Not until Flockavelli, because that was a hard ass album, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Thank but you. the salute or shoot me, right? Yeah, early on. The beats was hard as hell, but I was just like, damn, what the hell? They just letting anybody do mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And um, but I have to say <laughs> I, do I eat those words because you got to be careful on how you judge people in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how you run your mouth in music. Yeah. Cause at one point of time I wasn't with the flock the the, the flock of like movement. Movement, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then later on in life, I later 
met Flocka, became friends with Flocka. My best friend was his security guard, mm -hmm. and I had to damn near apologize because I was like, damn, bro, I was a hater, bro. Flocka is a good-ass dude, bro. Hold on, hold on, did you wait? Did you, did, did, him being a good dude and then you liking the music is two different things. So which one is it? Did you did, you liked him as a person and now you like the music? Hey man, it's a two part system with music, man. You know it's popularity and it's talent. It's always been like that. Yeah, I, but that is a, it, it, it is a thing to where I wasn't really a fan of the music. Okay, but I still could appreciate the direction that he went with. Yeah. Um, with oh let's do it right right but when they first dropped oh let's do it and the entire Atlanta was going crazy I was one of them guys that was like what what, what in the hell are y'all doing like, I ain't gonna lie I, I thought the same thing when I first heard the uh the record but you know being that you know it's it's supposed to be party or whatnot like you you listen to music to to alter your your state yeah he caught me it. he caught me with I go hard in the paint though yeah. I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Saying, nigga, what the fuck you drinking, Shout nigga? Shout out to hey. Lex Luger. Yeah, Freeze man. Bow, bow, but, bow, bow. But, I like the ad libs, bro. <laughs> that, that's what used to get me about Flocky was the ad libs. But I, I have Jeezy to say, Quavo, they 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 yeah. were breaking the rules, and yeah. then I I was taught that there were these barriers and these rules that you had to follow, and and he was yelling on the mic. Like just the just the whole flock up bridge squad. Then they had the um Branded. short boys <laughs> <laughs> shameless promotion. Yeah. Branded, they had the you. short bus shorty situation. That's just and that they was, was like making was fun of though. it, but then it actually started riding. <laughs> and like I said, God will take you. God is a comedian himself, because God will take you and place you in front of the people that you may have hated on. Yep. Or you may have not liked yeah. or yep. said a thing or two. And then next thing you know, you got the damn near either, you know what I'm saying, stand on, stand on business. Stand on business. Or, 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 or shut up, nigga. Be quiet because we running this shit now. You know what I'm saying? And I had to respect it or check it. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. and, 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 and again, Flocka is a real individual. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I respect him more. As a man, um, and 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 the, and the innovator with the ad libs and the just the whole crump, um, the way he kind of balanced that crump from Lil John, because the East Side Boys, I also thought they was trash. I thought all that stuff was trash at first, oh, but then yeah. the music was great. But just when their part came on, like I always like when Lil John would get somebody else on the record, gotcha. right? Except yeah. for the East Side Boys, I used to be like, what are they doing? But again, bro, I can now go back and say, I was wrong. I was a hater in a sense. But again, <laughs> you can have your own opinion. Everything ain't for everybody. Right. So Caribou yeah. now with the chill rap. and um, I like you know Miles. I don't even know who that is. But. Pizzeria, 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 pizzeria. No, but even Lil Yachty at one yeah, point, it was like all kind of <laughs> off. But then, you know, I might have just been an old head and I might have just been hating. So I could kind of say that, like, to this point. But now, mm. the status of music, uh, shout out to the ladies, man. The ladies is running this oh, yeah. shit. Know what shout out to the ladies. Shout that, out to Sexy Red. Shout out it, to the it, Sukis. It, 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 it took a minute. It took a minute, even with that. Like, now you yeah. now you done took it there. It's this man's fault. 
This fault. man fault. He a DJ. Decepticon. Yeah, yeah. He a DJ, and <laughs> he made me like it. No scared, cause he always playing ski. Yeah. And god dang, looking for uh, the rose. Nah, that's hard. That's just that's all hard. And rich baby daddy hard as fuck. Yeah. Shake them dreads, shake them dreads. I ain't play that one. See, I ain't play the shake the dreads joint. The shake mm-hmm. the dreads joint. The shake the dreads. Now she remind me, Sexy Red, believe it or not, remind me of Flocka. Okay. Yeah. She remind me of a lot of, of Flocka. When she dropped that set of uh, Shake Them Dreads, does. I was right. like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, sexy. she's a, Yeah, that's a shit. It's hey, sexy. You know what? And it's so just funny. the, the ad lib is fun to say. <laughs> like, that was one of my first ad libs. <laughs> well, I was just like, damn, sexy kind of got me, bro. Cause I was just like sexy, <laughs> and I was like, damn. And then still to this day, folks be like, bro, you 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 like sexy red? Like, yeah, you a little too seasoned with the mad lids. You know what I'm saying? Yo. But yeah, man, <laughs> she definitely ran to 2023, and maybe it's and deserved a Grammy. She not even nominated, bro. We not. I know, but she deserved to be nominated, and she deserved a Grammy. That's some bullshit, in my opinion. Because all of 2023, all anybody was doing and talking about was goddamn Sexy Red. Sexy Red for Grammy. She took over all that shit. She had everybody's eye the entire 23. Uh, the only person who who took more shine than her legitly, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift took took the world by storm this year. Man, Doja Cat, man. Doja Cat. Oh, oh, oh. I can't get over Doja Cat being semi-racist and, and doing weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, she's being very mixed. You semi-racist and do weird shit. How am I racist? I like white people. <laughs> I like white people. Now, slightly homophobic, I'll give you that one, but the, the racist part? Come on now, Dave. Come on, Dave. Racist me. Oh, man. But my boy said caribou, man. Um... Yeah, the the latest is just taking this thing to another place, mm-hmm. and the trash. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> some of them maybe, but again, it, it's just a fine line between each person's opinion and what's trash. One man's trash is another well, man's trash. Well, well, the mm-hmm. the extent mm-hmm. of vulgarity. If that makes sense. I was always a fan of, of hip hop when it comes to like lyricism and shit like that, like Kanye West. Uh, motherfucking Lupe Fiasco. Okay. Nah, 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 I wasn't a huge Nas fan. I, I, J. Cole, I, that wasn't that was a little bit before my time of music, as far as when I got introduced to hip hop. So like I wasn't, I didn't even know about Biggie until after Biggie died, and not because of oh everybody's talking about Biggie died, and then I knew who Biggie was. It was like I never got a Biggie record into my possession until that point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like my first first album I ever bought like that I actually like begged my parents to buy was Ludacris. Oh wow. Uh, that was a good album yeah, too. Yeah. The first one. That that yeah. Yep. That was a good I got album. I got the Walmart version with all the cussing out of it. Yeah. And then was completely surprised when I heard the real version because I was like, oh shit, that's how it really goes. Cause I'm hearing it on the radio and right. I'm hearing it on a, on the edited CD. So I'm completely right. censored at this User. point. Use a But yeah, he probably was one of the first safe Mm. Atlanta rappers, you know, that still had lyrics. Yeah. 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 His lyrics were polished a certain way. They were really commercial. Correction, I'm lying. My first hip hop CD was actually a gospel hip hop CD, DC Talk. That was my first hip hop CD. Okay. And I still remember them damn songs, bro. And it was corny. 
Yeah. Thinking of a way to explain no, because you know, and I'm flowing like a bottle of Drano, <laughs> simple and clean, L O V E, not all that junk that you see on TV. That's how the songs went. Like, and it, I was vibing to it, but I, I didn't know no better. I didn't know there was better rap out there. I didn't know what rap was for real. So <laughs> until crisscross jump jump, it seemed like that's when it came into awareness for me. See, that was old school shit though to me. But that was Atlanta, you know, right? Yeah, that's that still counts. Yeah, still counts. Yeah, it still Atlanta. counts. Yeah. It still counts. It still counts. Yeah, that's sad. Don't don't Shout laugh at me, people. Jermaine Dupree. I caught up quick though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't mm-hmm. down there mm-hmm. ask me a song I don't know now in hip hop. I shit, mean, you know, again, yeah. so many rules, and the rules were meant to be broken. Mm-hmm. But now I'm gonna speak on you know some 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 of your background. Um, early on, how did you feel about the Whisper song when it first dropped? Oh man, you were know you, what? Were you kind of around? Yin yang. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Nah, like they that that situation. Okay, so with 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 me and Kylie Park around that time when that record was out, I think I was going off to to explore different horizons. Um, I like the Whisper record. You know, I, I don't even think they have another record like that. As far as like, let's think about other artists. Is there another Whisper record out here? I don't think so. No. Uh, that was one of a kind. Nah, it's some somebody re, done, redid it like in the new age of things. Like somebody's, you know, kind of done a different version of it now. But, but maybe not to that magnitude. Nah. Shout not out to Cali Park. Though, Shout out sure. to Yin Yang one time again. And so. again, it, it was just innovative and it was mm-hmm. groundbreaking. So what like again what some folks may be outraged that, hey man, they whispering on the track. Right. That was a, a, a technique. But it was the beat for me, the beat. and the yeah. yeah, it was just boom, I I just boom, I say, boom. but boom. they they also had the ad libs, and with the Yin Yang Twins, they was one of those groups that you didn't really care what they looked like. It was just all about the music. It's about the music, right? And and then later on, and you figured out you know the characters. Behind the music, it didn't matter anymore by that time. Yeah, now you, but, um, you fell now, with the music. Nowadays, man, it's all about if you're not really a character or you're not really like kind of dancing or kind of like um, having more to your movement, especially from a ma- um, from the male perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then these ladies kicking kicking them kicking them in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they got the automatic viral. You know they got an automatic viral, viral maker with they with they twerk. You know what I'm saying and and and, and Yin Yang Twins helped that started that by whistle while you twerk and they'll twerk something and then next mm-hmm. thing you know everybody turning around in the club. Bang, bang, nah, 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 you know what I'm saying and 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 she we got on plenty wait, of ass. Wait, oh no, no, come on, back to that's up been out by that time. That yeah. wasn't the start. That wasn't that was the start. That was around now. the same time. Was it okay? Let's check my hip hop history because I thought that the same came out time, way, man. Way Back that ass that. up and whistle while you twerk. Mm-hmm. Was around the same time. I mean, and, and I'm from Miami, so we 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 came up. You know, what I'm saying as nasty as you want to be. You know, and shout out to Uncle Luke, and that's why shout I had to kind of I had to kind of dial back on my sexy red hate when I realized that I used to listen to Uncle Luke and it was hey we want some pussy <laughs> as a kid you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I was like damn I got to kind of dial back on that sexy red gatekeeping hate that I'm trying to that that most folks are doing saying that sexy red is bad for the environment because 
these kids now out here nowadays is it's kind of bad, man. And I just have to blame. I got to place a little bit of the blame on the parents. Mm. That's what you got starts. any kids? No, I actually don't. What? Yeah, I mean, I think that comes with kind of the music industry. But mm-hmm. if you did, would you would you allow your daughters to? Listen to sexy red, ugly ass mixtape covers. These niggas, you think? Um, you know what? Yeah, because it, it's it's inevitable. They're they're gonna hear it one way or another. I just make sure they're well informed about what it, what it is, right? You know, and allow them to make their own decision based off of that. You know, but okay, but, bet that ass up came out in '98. But parents, you do have to gatekeep a little bit of what your kids are being mm-hmm. exposed to, mm-hmm. because oh, I DJs. DJ's like DJ Decepticon. He's gonna play Sexy Red. Yep. And um, sure am. And now these kids are dancing to bend oh, that ass hold over. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Make that coochie breathe. When I do the kid event, mind you. Now here's the thing. Now we are gonna say it's about the parents because when I do the kid events, like I I have done a kid event. I'm not gonna say what type of event it was, just because I don't want to give away the organization that 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 does this event. But the kids are coming up telling me, oh, I want to hear Sexy Red, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And my first response was, fuck no. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I didn't curse at the kids. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, no. No, I'm not playing that. But Miss So-and-so said we could. I'm like, well, you tell her to come tell me that because I'm not playing it. Then she come to tell me that, and I caught myself being a daddy before I was a daddy. I'm just like, hey, 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 hey. I'm not playing that. I'm, I'm telling the boss lady, she paying me. I'm yeah, like, no, nah, I'm not playing. I'm not playing that song. And she was like, well, they know it anyway. I don't care, bro. I'm not playing that song for the kids, bro. You tripping. Been that just, ass over. They just, they don't care anymore, Let bro. that coochie breathe. But now, I mean, you, you know that. Shake the, that ass, bitch. That female turnover rate is kind of high, it seems like. It seems like we're getting a lot. Well, you know, it's always been more women than men on the earth. But women are becoming are bringing in new generations earlier and earlier, well, not earlier and earlier, but around the same rate, but ain't no grandmas. It's it's not no grandmas. It's like the the girls, grandmas right now. And no, the great grandmas right now had back that ass up. Yeah. You feel me? So they was 20 in 98. Yeah. You feel me? So it's kind of like, it's hard to tell them like, you didn't turn out right, so you should do better by your kids. And by 2016, right. they had kids, <laughs> and and no, now they, they had grandkids. By well, yeah, they yeah, had, yeah, 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 they yeah. had, but you they know, about right. to have grandkids in 2016, yeah. 2017. But you man, know what I mean? right? No, hey, right. man, but the ladies right now is running it, man. Sexy Red did have an incredible year last year. It deserves a Grammy. Um, mm-hmm. And the year before that, uh, Cardi B, and the year you know, like. Cardi B got hers, right? Didn't she get a Grammy? I think so. Mm. Mm. That's crazy. Mm. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know, man. But did, did did do you feel like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B had a bigger year than Sexy Red did this year? Definitely. No, I'm talking about this year. Definitely. Okay, so what Cardi B song was bigger than Sexy Red's any song this year? Mm. What? Bodak Yellow. I said this year, Dane. What you? Where you? Why are you bringing up Bodak Yellow? Oh, you saying you saying for twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Which one of the big two or three actually beat her out? Um, Cardi B on Lotto, Cardi B on Tomorrow, and Cardi B on Fendi's uh, record. 
All of them didn't beat. Nah, I don't believe that one. I don't believe they all beat Sexy Red out. Outside of the club, I, 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 I would say they did. Maybe. Let me let me let me double check. Let me let me. Cardi B on Lotto record. Look at Sexy Red over any Sexy Red record, and thank God that Nicki dropped any Sexy Red record. Oh, that's Cap Ski 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 Wee Ski. Yes, Ski. Yeah, Ski was better. Rip me off the plastic. Lotto for one had a um a bigger record. You know what I'm saying? Now the year of Lotto was 2022, but her record. This year, the Rip Me Out of the Plastic was a bigger record than Sexy Red's record. Now, now Sexy Red on Drake, that's a different story. That's a different conversation. That was just undeniable. It just had to happen because right. she was that damn hot. Now Drake, now we can't we can't act like Drake ain't a tastemaker. But Drake but is again, a tastemaker. I said and Cardi picked that out. He on was Lotto, like, yeah, she's the yeah. hottest this year. That's yeah. who I want to do a record with. Yeah, facts. Cardi on tomorrow to start the year record. off. Cardi on Lotto. After that, then Cardi on um, Fendi uh, record mm. over Ski um, and whatever other Etsy Red that you want to name. I'm going to just call start calling the Etsy Red. Etsy Red. Not sexy. Not sexy. sexy. But, um, but thank God that Nicki dropped at the end of the year, man. And um, mm. that Nicki album is tough. Like yeah. Nikki showed exactly why she's not even a female artist. I don't even consider her a female artist. I feel like she's just one of the best rappers to ever do it. Just period. Mm. Um, she's not even in the category with the females anymore. Um, the album is just incredible. I, I I really enjoyed it, and I still that's one of the ones that I'm playing still t- uh, right now. I went into the new year playing um, Pink Friday. Is it Pink Friday too? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's Print Friday, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, she's just on another level now. A lot of folks hate on uh, Nikki because she's a mean girl. They say, they that's say, how, you know, that's what she's supposed to be on the record, right? You're supposed to be competitive. You're supposed to be, you know, what I'm saying like she says, she's gonna keep that, her foot on these bitches' necks. Mm-hmm. And you know, women are catty anyway, man. One minute they friends, and the next minute they falling out anyway. So I ain't really going. You know what I'm saying, but again, you, you 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 fellas out there, y'all better figure something out. Cause the women coming, the coming, they running, they here, they, they running. running, they running, they running, and y'all playing make believe. You know what I'm saying? Shoot them up, shoot them up, bang bang, cops and robbers, cops and Indians. You know what I'm saying? Cow- cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers, which y'all rap, and it's more cops than it is robbers. Yeah, <laughs> it's more cops. <laughs> then it is robbers, man. Free thug, man. Free thug. Hey, my dog getting out. Bugging out. So the so you feel like since the death of take well, I'ma just ask you this before we get ready to get up out of here, man. Um you say that thug getting out. Yep. Do you feel like Atlanta could could bounce back? Um since Thug, because in my opinion, since Thug and Takeoff, Atlanta hasn't been the same. Wow. You you ain't the only person to say Al- that. Atlanta, that message been floating around. Uh, Memphis done ran ran off with the... Uh, That's the message. With, with You know, they ran off with the baton. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit mm-hmm. running running right now with the, with the, with Texas, the game. Detroit and Texas taking over. Heavy. Texas. 
Yeah. Texas kind of don't say they on their own island or whatever anyway. Nah, they don't never they, really. They reaching out. They bro. like Think Detroit. They already started. They take over with mm-hmm. goddamn Meg. With Sauce Texas, Walker. Texas. Yeah, Sauce, Sauce Walker, Walker carrying and now the torch. Big X the plug. Yeah. You don't know who Big X the plug is? You ever heard nah, of him yet? Nah, I've heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I ain't know he was from Texas. Hard. Bitch, I'm from Texas. Well, that's, he got a song named Texas. I didn't know that. I, oh, okay. My I bad. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. But again, I'm kind of when you kind of be in the Atlanta thing, it's almost everybody could almost be from Atlanta, but because <laughs> they had it for it, they like, had it for so long, they had they had the hits. So, so that, that, since yeah. Thug been locked up, man, the streets just been different, man. The streets is dead, man. The streets oh. is dead. I think the streets done 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 started progressing to something else. In the streets, internet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the internet is the street. Interstreets. Interstreets. The interstreets. So, what would you tell um, from your perspective? Because, shout out to engineers um, that made these offbeat rappers, these, you know what I'm saying, um, punch in rappers, and these um, chill rap, sit down and rap rappers prominent it's the engineers and it's the djs i'm blaming y'all too yep so we did it but at the same time if you ain't dancing little uzi verts then Mm -hmm. you kind of ain't being played in the club so what is going to take for you know one of those punch in rappers to kind of rise you know back to the forefront for him to get out out of uh, prison, Doug's a punch in rapper. He's not a straight flow rapper. Yeah, you got a lot of rappers that are on punch ins. Yeah. yeah, Thug Twenty One. But see, with Thug, Drake especially, mm-hmm. it's a difference though, right? Because at one point, it because Ti Ti is a punch well, in rapper. His shit is well right. thought out. Punch Ti is a punch in rapper, right? Yeah, right. but it's done a certain way, and then now. Um, the what's your boy Blueface Baby? Yeah, Blueface Baby punch in yeah, rapper I, versus yeah. and no shade to nobody, bro. But Blueface Baby might be got dang. He, he he might be like a sure night on the low because because he, he got he he don't got baby, both his baby mamas. I'm saying they in death row contracts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blue face baby. They, they yeah, in I death row contracts, bro. Like he got baby with him and then and then he put him on the track. I'm saying literally. But yeah, man. Um, I guess back to the question, man. He, he feels like Thug got to get out. But no, no, no. For Atlanta to, to bounce back, quote unquote. Yeah. I don't think Atlanta ever left. It's just the fact of we're so used to our our Atlanta artists being so major. That mm-hmm. we forget about them once they go national. That's kind of how we was talking about it before. Like Lotto is still an Atlanta artist, but she's national. You know what I'm saying? Future is still an Atlanta artist, but he's, he's national. He's, he's forty. Okay, Future turned forty this year. Okay, okay, he's forty. Okay, let's let's go to Two Chains, also older, yeah, but Atlanta he's over rapper. Forty. Okay, so young Atlanta rappers. Let's go. Okay, you got your thugs. Thugs are getting thugs getting a little thug is uh, thug is old. He's getting old now too, huh? After jail, after the after jail thug, that's an old rapper. I'm speaking on these new and improved 
it's, Young thugs. Here's my thing, though. People, Atlanta artists don't, they're trying their best not to sign those type of contracts that would allow them to do that anymore. Because we can't ignore the fact that music industry take money, mm. right? If the average age for you to be able to have enough money to invest what's needed to be an artist and blow up, they're not supposed to have that money till they're 30. You see what I'm saying? To even fuck around with, you have to sign to somebody. As a young nigga, or your parents have to be fucking rich, or you could just stream like constant not make you no know saying millions and millions of dollars and then start then you're rapping. A, but, but I'm saying, but at that point, you're a streamer. You're not a rapper. You're a streamer. You're a content creator. And they're gonna label you as such. You're not gonna be considered a rapper. You're gonna be like, oh, he was a content creator first. Nah, 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 and when nah. Jeezy dropped, it was oh, he was a drug dealer, and now he raps. Yeah, that's true. So, so how I many like- exceptions are we gonna make? I feel like the money gonna gotta come from somewhere. It does. And right now it's a lot of finessing. <laughs> Two of them. Two of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ten of them. Finesse. Finesse. Ten of them. Ten of them. So I don't know. They I feel <laughs> like I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the dudes are in trouble because you can't finesse me. Like y'all may y'all like, you know. But we're old, bro. We listen, we're supposed to listen to old shit, man. I guess, Vintage. yeah. I guess. I, I I, only reason that I'm hip on the new shit is because I'm in the club and I gotta play for these new niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I accept that. I yeah, accept that for real. But they still ain't getting no. Wow. They ain't getting too much, you know, um, weird songs out of me though in the club. Mm-hmm. If it's not club music, I ain't playing. It. What it's it is? Lil RT. What's the name? Is uh, Lil, Lil RT? He the hottest, youngest artist out. He the second street hottest youngin. He the new street hottest youngin. Street hottest youngin is Astro, but you got the second new street hottest youngin. There it is. Little RT. Shout out to Astro. Shout out to Lil RT. Yeah, man. But again, y'all better figure something out because these ladies, they got a booty. So they could, know what I'm saying, always go viral. Have booty will travel. You dudes, on the other hand, you know, at one point, you know, the drug dealers, you know what I'm saying, had, you know, the the money in the cars and things like that. Now it seemed like everybody got, you know, whatever they got. But no. But the new guys just, Everybody broke now. It's broke rap. Broke rap is, is the new shit. Broke rap? Broke rap. Broke rap is the new shit, bro. These niggas be broke. Broke. They like, be broke. They like your broke. boy that said he was homeless. Yeah, <laughs> your boy hey. went viral saying he was homeless. Hey, yeah, shout out my dog AOKD man. He 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 pulled the he pulled the goddamn press run of the century this year for, <laughs> boy for said rappers. He was homeless and went viral. Twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three. That boy was living in the tent. That boy was living in the tent, bro. Yeah, that shit he was made it seem like he made it seem like he broke up with it. Like he got his chain snatched. And because he got his chain snatched, his girl was calling him a bitch and broke up with him and kicked him out the house. It's a whole storyline. <laughs> wow. They, while he was out, he was he was he acted like he was depressed and he was like he didn't want to go back home to baby mama. He ain't got nothing. He dead broke. He need help. He had just did an Adam Twenty Two interview, so now Adam Twenty Two is trolling him on his Instagram. This shit's fucking brilliant. Shit was fucking brilliant. So broke rappers, man. That's the new wave. Chill new rap, <laughs> offbeat rap. And broke rap. And broke rap. Yep. Damn. 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 And um Damn, Daniel. And Cat Williams dissing comedians. Mm. Hey man, that's that, 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 that we we done had one hell of a ride, man. But uh again, bro, appreciate you for coming through. 
Thank Bit you, yeah, yo man. beats, man. Bit yeah, yo beats, uh, man. What you working on now, man? Um, doing a lot with the Southern Soul, and um, you oh, know, we forgot um, to talk about that though. That's that's yeah. the that's the wave. Oh yeah, yeah that's the new wave too. It, it, it always, it but that's always old speaks. nigga shit. That's what us old niggas like. I mean, the, the females like it. The mm-hmm. old females like it. The young females don't like it. I'm gonna be honest with you. They be like, turn that shit off. I'm, I ain't gonna cap to you. But when they're at their family functions, they like it. Mm-hmm. It's like the wobble. You music. can't really play wobble in the club that often. You can get away with it from time to time. But mm-hmm. they love to hear it at they. They want to be able to twerk with their grandma and, and grandma who is 35. Mm-hmm. Their, their 35 year old grandma and them want to twerk together. So they get to do that <laughs> at the family function. If you don't leave, baby, go oh, ahead and leave. Hey. She's a church girl. <laughs> so, so, so church girl that you know that's uh is is out now. Yeah, that's Tex yeah, James and um Stan Butler. Um, Stan Butler uh, also Link manages down um, below. Uh, uh, what's her name? West Love. The if link, you, the link gonna be right right here. And you got some more right uh Southern Soul on the way. No, there's more Southern Soul there and more Southern Soul on the way, yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. What else? And, and, and um, how can, you know, of course we got the, the your, your Instagram, um, Big Yayo Beats. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how, uh, how else, like, basically can someone, like, you know, you answer your DMs? Like, how can they get with you if they want to work with you? Yeah, you can get directly at me through the DM. All right. Get directly at me through the DM. Just be prepared to, hey, let's get it in. We here to create. It's 2024. Yeah. Be budget ready. Um, My boy, my boy, engineer. I need a hat, nigga. I need a yayo hat, nigga. We can put it together for you. Yeah, yeah. I ain't know you had Chichi, get the yayo. Chichi, Chichi, get the yayo. Put it together for you. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. Engineering. Any and that, you know what I'm saying? Everybody in the music industry and you got the beats on deck and and and, and you making songs for the church girls, man. You you, you mess with chick Christian hip hop a little bit? Yeah, you know what I do. You know what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's another wave that's that that's sneaking up on them too, man. Shout out to um Gavin Clark. My oh boy Gavin. Yeah. Uh what's what's your boy's name? Um I think was it was uh Neff. Damn, I'm, I, my mind just went blank. But yeah, the dude that was calling out Meat Mill, I don't know, I can't even think of. But that Christian hip hop wave is coming too. It's mm. a lot of just different genres that's kind of breaking out now. But again, you dudes better figure something out. I don't know if y'all gonna find God, if y'all gonna just start rapping like you broke, or if y'all gonna just go with the Southern Soul. But hey, y- y'all better figure something out because the streets is dead, and um, long live. The streets. <laughs> Free thug. Free thug. Free thug. Big Yayo Beats. Um, if we down there skipping the uh I guess the segment, no saying the last segment of the uh, uh Yeah, uh, go ahead, skip it. We're gonna we gonna take we're gonna leave that in twenty twenty. We gonna we're gonna leave no saying word to your mother twenty twenty three. Well, I'ma just say before I get up out of here, man, that yeah, y'all better figure something out. Y'all ain't fooling me. Like you, you can you can finesse the plug. You can run off on the plug, but y'all definitely ain't running off with the rap shit because, folks, you know what I'm saying if you ain't got no mic in your hand, 
and you ain't building no real fan base, you know, then I took CDs and, and DVDs out of out of Best Buy. So y'all better figure out a new way to make some money. Because um, you know, I thought y'all was making money doing shows and selling CDs. And now that they don't really do shows anymore, they don't really sell no more CDs. You know, folks just gonna rely on streaming and the streaming is robbing y'all. So y'all better figure out, you know what I'm saying, you know, a way to actually sell your music again and stop being so lazy, man. Get innovative, break some rules and um, make a hater out of me. You know what I'm saying? That's my last segment of, of the show, you know what I'm saying? AKA my word to your mother. I'm saying any any shout outs or uh, you know last words that you got? Uh, nah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, I'm just grateful and thankful for y'all having me, man. Um, uh, and 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 appreciative of the of the journey that that we all are on. You know, we we've been here before uh, before social media. Social media was was letters and then beepers, and, and now here we are, live in action in color. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. These boys said beepers. Yeah, man. And y'all too. boys better get y'all merch up or something. Like I said, y'all better figure out something that y'all could sell because uh, y'all definitely ain't selling no music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to put it like that. But you could just start being doing comedy. You know? Shout out to Cat uh, Williams, man. Do some comedy and talk about some other comedians. You know, do something. Or make a song with Sexy Red. DJ Decepticon to play it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, let me stop shading everybody, man. Again, man, I'm Dame Doja, man. Here with DJ Decepticon. Big Yayo Beats is the Instagram. Y'all follow him on all platforms. And this is the Word on the Net podcast. And um, I guess we might as well go out. And listen to that Cat Williams song one more time, man, because I got to hear him talk about that toupee. And I got to figure out when <laughs> Jamie Foxx going to come for uh, the maker of this beat right here. Watch out.
underground, Steve Harvey, toupee, flip the fucking Rolls Royce, ghost back all day. Yup, they call me Walker Flocker, tell a joke. All I do is buck, 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 fucking tell jokes. Yup, and if you think that I'm playing, then get on fucking knees, bitch. Humming or praying, it really don't matter. I'm the God in the flesh. I could be busy, phone, cause I'm crazy in the 